And I just started with this bigger goal. All of a sudden, it was so big that there was so much energy that I started to automatically shift things in myself. You're listening to the Everyday is a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are and everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what, this show is for you and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Hello and welcome back to the Everyday is a Breakthrough podcast. Today I have a solo episode about why the small safe goals are just not working They're just not cutting it. They just don't make any sense. And what to do instead, how to really start to expand your capacity, set high goals that not only support you, but actually make the world a better place and actually give you everything that you want in life, whether that's in your personal relationships, your business, your health, all of that is achieved by setting big goals that are beyond what feels possible. Let me explain. So I'm going to take you back to a little story about when I was setting small goals, what that did and where that led me and where I am today. So when I was in Vermont, and if you guys have been listening to this podcast, you know that I used to live in Vermont. And I usually talk about the time period when I worked in a marketing agency and I didn't I didn't like the marketing agency job, but I want to even go further back. So I'm a snowboarder. I used to spend 130 plus days snowboarding a year. I would snowboard in the winter. I would go to Oregon in the US and snowboard in the summer on a glacier. And if you know this, um, snowboarding, or if you don't know this, snowboarding is a quite expensive hobby. Like compared to most hobbies, you have to buy the season pass. There's a snowboard, like the outerwear. It's not just like, you know, going to do actually. I think a lot of sports are actually on the expensive side, which is how I initially realized that I needed to make a little bit of money in life. But anyway, snowboarding is definitely one of the sports that costs a little bit of money. And back in my life, when I realized I wanted to snowboard every day, I had set this goal of like, how can I make it so I can snowboard every day? I was like, okay, the easiest way to do that, the smallest, most achievable goal for me to be able to snowboard and afford it every day is number one, to work at the mountain. You work at the mountain, you get a free season pass, you snowboard every day. I was like, that is like the easiest way I could accomplish my goal. Great. So I did that. Um, that was fine. and But it wasn't really cutting it. And then I was like, okay, what's the next thing? Like, this isn't really quite abundant enough. I'm using my body, my back hurts. I'm literally not even making enough money to get freaking groceries. Like, not even kidding. I was making nothing. If you are teaching snowboarding, you might relate to that one. 
And I was like, I need something more abundant. I, I want something stable and snowboarding is only seasonal. So then every summer I was like, what do I do? So I was like, I want something stable. I want to make more money. Ah, I'll get a job in the action sports industry. That's like the second most achievable goal that I could possibly do. So I was living in Vermont and I was like, great, there's two companies that I could work for. There's either Burton Snowboards, which was where all my friends worked. I was in the shop every day, knew everyone there, even got offered a job there. And then there was another one, um, which was the company that I ended up working for, which did action sports marketing and stuff with skateboarding and snowboarding and teens and action sports. And they, anyway, so I was like, oh, I'll go there. That was like the next easiest thing that I could possibly do was get a job in the industry. And it wasn't necessarily the easiest job in the world um, to get. They were rated like one of the best places to work in Vermont. It was competitive because it was cool. It's like a great environment, great office. But that was like the easiest next step. So I was like, cool, I can do that. So I was like, I'm going to get a nine to five stable job in the industry. Easiest thing I could think of. So I did it. And even though I had all these plans right? Not only did I want to snowboard every day and that job allowed me to get the season pass and I could do the things that I wanted. That was like tangibly what I kind of wanted. But on the inside, I actually really wanted to feel really good and really fulfilled in my life. And I wanted to feel empowered and I wanted to feel free and I wanted to be able to do things with my life. And that just wasn't really quite cutting it for me. So I sort of checked off my goal, did like the bare minimum, but it wasn't cutting it. I also had personal goals at the time. I had a eating disorder that I was trying to overcome. I was just really not doing super well mentally. Um, I had a couple of head injuries that left me with anxiety and all this stuff. And I was kicking bad habits. So I was just in like a funky place mentally. Like you can look back at pictures of me from that time period. And I, like my skin almost looks gray and my face is puffy. I was just in that stage of life where I was not thriving. So I had this goal of wanting to snowboard every day. I did basically the easiest thing possible. And I just wasn't, I just wasn't doing so well. Like nothing was really clicking in other areas of my life. I wanted to like lose a little bit of weight. I wanted to have a great relationship with food. I wanted to like feel incredible. And I just couldn't find the motivation to do that in the circumstances that I gave myself because the goal was so small that it required so little energy that it was super easy for me to sort of be complacent inside of this. And not only did absolutely nobody benefit from this, and I mean, nobody, like nobody at my job benefited from me not feeling super great. No one in my life benefited from me being like kind of complacent. And I don't know if I was at rock bottom or just somewhere in the middle. No, no one in my life was benefiting. I was single and at the time, but even if I had a partner, like they certainly would not have been benefiting from this because I just wasn't thrilled. I had a low energy goal and I had accomplished it. And that's where I was. It helped no one. And then I did this practice, which is a really similar practice to what I share in my work of envisioning a high level goal of if I could really wave the magic wand, what is it that I would want for myself? And I sat on my cold hardwood floors in Vermont in a house that I owned but could not afford to heat. And let me fucking tell you what that was like to live in a house in the woods by myself and sit at my little cubicle. I don't want to like hate on this old job too, because it was a great job and some people that you might like that and that's your path. But I would 
sit in my cubicle and I remember getting the emails or the calls from Patterson Propane who would come and fill my propane tank. Actually, I wouldn't even get the calls. I would run out of propane. So I knew I didn't have enough money. I would completely run out of propane. And this is a memory that I'm recalling as I totally ran out, went to work. I was like, okay, don't even really have enough money for this, but I need to fill my propane tank. So I called Patterson Propane, which that was the company. And then I'm sitting at my cubicle and they're calling me back because they were going to fill the propane and I'm putting it on a credit card. It was like 300 something dollars. I literally didn't have it. But if I didn't do the propane, then my pipes were going to freeze, which was going to be even more of a thing. And it was probably in the negatives in Vermont. So I was so freaking cold. I literally needed to do it. And I had a wood burner that I could have heated my house with a wood burner, but I didn't have enough money to buy the logs to heat the wood burner. And I didn't have enough time or daylight or energy to chainsaw and cut the wood myself. So I don't know how that rings for you, but for me, I was like completely freaking helpless in this whole entire experience. So anyway, I was sitting in my cold ass house in Vermont that I could hardly afford to heat. And I did this envisioning workshop of if I can wave the magic wand, where would I be? And I started to envision this world that was so much greater than what I thought. And I did not believe for even a millisecond that any of it would be possible. But I was like, you know what? It would be kind of nice. And I was sort of in a meditation, sort of cognitively aware that it would be really nice to run my own company and to do work that I love, to help people, to be happy, to be warm. I saw myself in California in this meditation and I just started to dream bigger. And it was the first time in my life that I allowed myself to dream bigger. And I will say, I allowed myself to think bigger my entire life. I always thought big. I always thought big. I thought about the vision. I thought about what I wanted. It was there. Like I was always a go-getter, always figured out how to make it work, but I never actually dreamed it and felt it. So this was the first time that I actually dreamt bigger and something internally clicked inside of me when I was like, I'm actually going to let myself feel this. And when I let myself feel that, the whole world started to shift for me. I allowed myself to set a bigger goal than I thought was imaginable. And all of a sudden, even though I didn't believe it possible, I started to think, if I'm going to make this much money and have this much freedom and help these many people and like live in this area, this shit that I'm doing right now, like not being happy, not being healed, like not dealing with whatever anxiety is going on in my head, like still having some of these bad habits, having friends that don't really work for me. Like that's not going to work. Like A plus B equals C. I've got to fix something in my life. So when I set that big vision, I immediately like still didn't have the money. I don't even know how it worked. I think I did a trade. I got on this phone call with this woman who led me through some meditation where I saw the river flowing in my body, which was like my breath. And I could take full breaths for the first time. And I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to go like 10 times in on my healing. I'm going to go to all these doctors, even though I can't afford it, like whatever, I'm just going to do it. And I'm just going to see what's possible for me because I have this vision and the only way A plus B equals C to make it work is that I've got to start to shift. So when I set this higher vision in myself, it led me on 
not only did I just lose a little bit of weight and, you know, fix my eating disorder a little bit, like completely revolutionized my relationship with my body, completely eradicated my eating disorder. Because if I wanted this next level relationship, next level life, eating disorder wasn't going to fly. That wasn't going to work. I had to get rid of that, got rid of that. And then with that, not only did I lose a little bit of weight, which I've been trying to do my whole life. I always just wanted to lose a little bit of weight, a little bit of weight. It completely shifted my relationship with my body and have been at a completely steady weight for years when it used to fluctuate because the whole focusing on my body thing, that wasn't going to fly in the next quarter of my life, the next chapter. Um, got rid of that, moved, ended up moving out to California because being freezing cold and miserable in the middle of the woods that wasn't going to work either. Like had to figure that one out and nothing against Vermont. I love Vermont and still always want to go back there, but being freezing cold with anxiety in the middle of the woods that needed to shift. So just like, boom, like that, let that shift. And I just started with this bigger goal. All of a sudden it was so big that there was so much energy that I started to automatically shift things in myself. And the reason why I was able to actually shift was because I wasn't just going for, you know what, maybe I'll make enough money to pay the bills. Maybe I'll have a business I sort of like. Maybe I'll like check a few boxes. The goal that I had set for myself in that moment was I am going to be so unimaginably happy, unimaginably free, have so much time, have so much joy that it's not even going to be able to be contained within myself. Everyone around me is going to feel it. I'm going to be the best at what I do. Everybody is going to know my name. My work is going to, blah, 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 blah. list goes on. Okay. I don't even remember what I thought, but that was the energy of, I'm not just here to kind of make it work. I was thinking, bigger than fucking imaginable. Because if I just set out the goal to be sort of okay, to sort of work for me, then there's a cap on the energy. When the goal's so big, it is so exciting. Because the thought, if you can drop in for a second and think about a goal that you have, the right goal should be so exciting that you literally get butterflies and get so excited that you almost want to like jump up and down. You're like, I couldn't even ever freaking imagine that happening. I would be thrilled. That's the kind of goal. So to want to make a little bit more money or to be able to go on one vacation a year, it's like, okay, but what would it change your life? What would be so freaking cool that it would give you enough energy to show up for every single day? When you can connect to and set that goal, there opens an unlimited supply of energy that you get to bring into your life. And the thing to realize here is that when the goal is big, there's energy. And when the goal is not big, there really is no energy. There really is no motivation. So your goal is not to set a smaller goal because when you set a small goal that you think you can achieve, you cut yourself off from an, a supply of motivation. So instead of going, how can I make the goal more achievable? You need to ask yourself, how can I make this goal the most exciting or the most motivating? 
And that is where your goal needs to come from. Not like what is I most, what am I most able to achieve, but what am I most excited about? What would be the most thrilling, the most motivating for me? And that's where your sweet spot is. Cause when you give yourself that, you give yourself something to work toward. And people wonder, why am I not completing my goals? So you're not even freaking excited by it. And that's why. So if you want to look at how do you actually do it, make it something that you are willing to show up for every day. You know, and if you're thinking about this and you're wondering like, "Mm, I don't really know, like, I don't really think that this is going to work out for me. Some things that people come up with is, well, what if I fail? Well, you're probably failing at whatever smaller goal you set. So why not set a bigger goal and see if you don't fail at that? You got nothing to lose. Or I don't know if that's possible for me. Well, maybe what you're doing right now, whatever goal, right? Because we're always setting goals. And if, if we're alive and feeling emotion, we're probably setting a goal that we haven't yet achieved. So if you don't think the big goal is possible for you, is the smaller goal any more possible for you? Like, what do you have to lose? And another thing that people come up with is, well, you know what? I can't really go that big. I can't have a house that nice. I can't make that much money. I can't have that much freedom. I can't have that much enjoyment in my life because everyone else around me is going to suffer. People aren't going to like me anymore. People, it's not like not going to be good for everyone around me. And so I have to protect myself in order to protect everyone around me. Okay, great. Take an inventory in your life right now. How is everyone around you doing? (laughs) Is your, the amount that you're setting your goals, is that really contributing fully? Like think about all the people around you in your life who might have some issues or, or whatever. Like is you going the amount that you're going in life really contributing to them? And when you do have something incredible, whether I always talk about money, time, whatever, because it's tangible and most of us are motivated by that in the kind of world that we live in today. Um, but you can think about anything, inner joy, purpose. If you have that in life, if you have something incredible, the first thing that you want to do is share it with everybody around you. Every time you do something amazing, I work with so many people and they have these incredible breakthroughs. They work together for years and they're like, I want to become a coach and share it with other people because you have so much now. You have this knowledge and you want to share it, right? Or you have a really beautiful, incredible house. What is the first thing you want to do? Invite people over, right? You experience like this favorite thing. You're like at your favorite store and you're like, oh my God, this stuff's so cool. What do you do? Send it to someone else. You've got to go here. So when you have more, everyone else around you has more. And going back to the beginning, when you heal yourself, when you step up to the plate and you start to become a better person, everyone around you benefits. And everyone who's going to come after you is going to benefit. So everyone in the world heals when you do that. And your small goals just don't fucking work. They might keep you content in your life. But if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to venture to guess that that's not what you want. And I'm also going to make a claim that going bigger is really not going to change anything in your life. And if you're having a thought about money, well, oh my God, well, if I set this big goal, I'm going to have to spend more money. You're probably spending it anyway. Most people have disposable income, right? A lot of people work check to check. Um, And then in that check to check, there's money in that every two weeks that there's a little bit extra left over and it's just spent on something, whether it's food or an investment forward, or, you know, when I started investing in doctors or moving to California, like, I don't know, I can't think back to how that really impacted my financial situation, 
couldn't pay the bills anyway. I just put it on a credit card or maybe instead of going out to do this, I did that. Like most people spend beyond their means anyway, or spend their income and, you know, money comes and goes, but time does not. Our time is so much more valuable than money ever will be. So there's not even a case for that. And I'm sharing this with you because I think it's so important that we all begin to answer the call on what it is that we really want. Because not only are you going to connect to your purpose and you're going to feel better and you're going to feel more fulfilled, you're going to heal in ways that you never even imagined possible. And you're going to complete your goals and do the things anyway. So you can set small goals, do them, or you can go way bigger than you could possibly imagine. And I would venture to argue you might have the same success rate no matter which path you choose. So I want to invite you to just think for a second, take 30 seconds, close your eyes down, think about a goal that you could have that is completely out of range, way bigger than something you'll ever do, but something you kind of want, whether it's a house on a cliffside or you know, a family on a homestead in the woods or whatever it is. Just go about 10 times bigger than you even think is possible and feel into what it would feel like to have that. Feel that in your body. Feel it in your chest. Feel into what that would be like and let yourself go there a little bit. And if you want to go even more deep into this, if you're listening to this podcast on time, we're hosting a free workshop on December 7th. Uh, The link will be in my show notes about the alignment upgrade and how you can really shift into your next level of alignment once and for all. I'm sharing tons of secrets and tools that you can use to implement into your life immediately. They're the exact things that I wish that I had from when that time I was living in Vermont to where I am now, literally beyond my freaking wildest dreams. I have to wake up every day and I'm like, I guess that this is normal life now. Um, I'm going to share everything that I wish that I had. And it's the exact same stuff that's worked for my clients to help them do incredible things in their life, like quitting their jobs and hiring their employers back as clients, landing dream careers, building sold out businesses, laying it all out for you in this workshop on December 7th. And I would love to see you there. It is completely free and it's going to be so incredible. So if this spoke to you in any way, shape or form, give yourself 90 minutes carve it out, sign up for the workshop, and I will see you there. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time.